Pete Kingman here again with Bible Story Evangelism, Season 1, Episode 8, Psalm 23, which has six verses in it, 1 through 6. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is probably one of the most beloved psalms. Uh, I was at the VA hospital uh, the first summer I retired, which was uh, a year ago this summer, and I've been retired for a year and a half, I guess. And um, I, I uh, was sharing my story with... Uh, the, the nurse at, at the VA hospital. I went just to get into the system. I have health care outside of the VA. But I go every year. It's a good chance to talk to people about the Lord. But uh, I, sh I told her I was memorizing scripture and I told her about my horrendous accident. Back then it was, I guess, two and a half years ago. Now it's, well, it was two years ago, something like that. And it's been three. It's been three years this month now. At any rate, um, so you take a year and a half away from that. That's a year and a half at the time. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, but uh, I started sharing it with her that I was memorizing scripture, and I shared the twenty-third psalm, which I guess I just started memorizing. And uh, I review them all every day, so I, I own them pretty well, all 27 of them. I'm thinking about adding Isaiah 53, because that's the gospel according to Isaiah. And it's 12 verses long. And Bob Gilbert had me memorize a psalm with 12 verses in it, and I thought it was cruel and unusual. It only took me an hour and a half. This one will take me a lot longer than that I, at my age, I guess. But I know it's good for me. But... Um, Anyway, uh, we, we said the psalm together. She said she went to a school in the islands, and every day they said the 23rd psalm. And she hadn't said it in a long time, but, but uh, together we could, would get right through it. And she was so happy. But um, anyway, this, is, this psalm uh, is a metaphor comparing God to a shepherd by King David, who was a shepherd, would not be a metaphor to call David a shepherd because he was. But to call God one, maybe not. Anyway, uh, a, a, a metaphor is a comparison of two unlike things. But anyway, um, the, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I, I have to say that I haven't wanted for anything my entire life, even before I became a believer in the gospel of the grace of God, I uh, I never wanted for anything except, I guess, to know God. And again, I came to the Lord 48 years ago, 
and I could not have come to the Lord at a lower point in my life. As I've told you many times, I guess, on these podcasts, this is number eight, but anyway, probably told you eight times. I lost my brother when I was, was, uh, it was in fact, it was uh, the day after my 18th birthday. And, uh, and uh, I was angry with God because I saw how devastated, absolutely devastated my parents were with the death of their firstborn. And I had no use for God. I, my dad had taken me to church every Sunday my whole life. Uh, I saw him get on his knees at the Episcopal Church every Sunday and pray a prayer that from the prayer book about soldiers. And I could say the Lord's Prayer in about nine seconds because I didn't really like being on my knees. But uh, my dad would pray this prayer and I think he prayed it in earnest. And I, I just was in awe that God could be so uh, cruel, so uncaring, so, uh, I don't know what the words were, but um, I, I told him as much. And I was, this was six months after I had lost my brother and I was still, I didn't know I was searching and I, I didn't know he wanted to be my shepherd. I think I was searching for a shepherd. You know, my sister just told me yesterday there's a hole in everyone's heart that can only be filled with Christ. Well, you know, that's a metaphor, but, but, uh, or an analogy or whatever it is. But um, <clears throat> I, I, something was missing for sure. And when I heard that salvation, eternal life was the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, I understood it and I believed it. Now, realize that I probably took me an hour to get to that point. But, uh, and then John 3.16 just made absolute sense. For God so loved the world, he loved my brother, he loved me, he loved my dad, he loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what a great word, I love that word. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that's the truth. And I believed it then and I never was turned away from that. I've had my ups and downs. I've tried to get away from him. Uh, he's had to uh, correct me. And uh, I watched kids and listened to kids and, and they would almost brag about how their parents would never let them do that. You know, that what some other kid was doing or whatever. And they were almost happy about that. And I'm very happy that the Lord has stepped into my life. And, and I'll use the word coach me Maybe parent is a better word. But he's corrected me when I was flat wrong. Uh, turned me 180 degrees around, forcibly. Got malaria in Panama in 79. I'll tell you, malaria is something you don't want to mess with. I was out for, for two days, as I recall. I, I don't remember anything, but I, I woke up tied to a bed at the Coco Solo Hospital in Panama and soaking uh, with ice on my chest, trying to bring my fever down. And then for years afterwards, I had a high fever. One time I was, I had just started teaching at, at Homestead Senior High and I uh, was uh, um, struck down with uh, a really high fever and uh, just faint and weak. And uh, this was before cell phones. My, my wife was out with the boys shopping or whatever. And finally my... Uh, my, uh, I guess my emergency 
contact was a friend that lived down the street and uh, the head of my department called her and she called my sister and, and my, well, no, she, I guess I guess my friend came and picked me up and brought me to the house and then my sister came to her house and took my temperature, she, my sister's a nurse practitioner, and took my temperature under my arm for fear that I would bite the thermometer in half and under my arm it was 105 degrees so malaria is a disease you really don't want to have but um, I had my plans and God had his and I, I'll tell you that was a, a turning point in my life it was uh, a time when I didn't care if the military uh, wanted to promote me or not or if I was going to take the best job for that and I said I, I don't want to leave the country and I told the Pentagon when it came time for me to permanent change of station or PCS from the Army from Fort Campbell that I wanted to go to Fort Riley because I had family in Nebraska and I wanted to and I didn't want to uh, go to Korea or Germany didn't want to go overseas and uh, they complied it's very unusual to get two CONUS assignments in a row but uh, I did and I went to the retraining brigade ended up in the 1st Infantry Division after several months in a retraining brigade but that was that was uh, and it wasn't very long there that I decided I was going to go to Bible College life was too short so I went and I have no regrets for that and uh, the Lord is my shepherd he has proved that to me he proved it to David um, I, I know Paul and Peter wrote at the end of their lives and I don't know when David wrote these but I think he probably had a quite a bit of experience under him when he wrote these. And uh, his life was very tumultuous, uh, a lot of it because of his own fault. Uh, Saul trying to kill him wasn't his fault, but, but at any rate, uh, you probably know the stories of David. But anyway, David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Uh, I got no complaints. I don't know if you do. That's that's uh, between you and God, I guess. But I'm, 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 I'm doing fine. He leadeth me beside the still waters. One of my favorite verses is, "Be still and know that I am God." And a student of mine made that in art class, and I have it hanging in my living room. Very beautiful, framed piece of art that says that psalm: "Be still and know that I am God." The entire psalm. I forgot the first part of it, but anyway. He, rest, he restoreth my soul. And that's a part that I really, really needed. After Barb died, I remember twice, I think both times in my little office here, crying out to God the shortest prayer I ever prayed. And it was in anguish. And the words were, I won't try to duplicate how I said them, but they were, help me. Help me. I was just so distraught at the loss of my wife and the loneliness and the, and the loss of, and, and it shouldn't have hit me by surprise, but it did. Um, at any rate, um, he restoreth my soul. Well, unfortunately for me, I guess I was so hard-headed, God had to... Uh, do it by my slamming into a vehicle at probably 40 miles an hour on my way to work on a four-lane road which the speed limit was 40 
uh, and a lady just went through a stop sign and, and I slammed inside of her vehicle. I have no recollection of it. I've said it many times and I probably will say it many times again because it was a turning point in my life. I uh, bounced off uh, her vehicle, I assume, and fortunately uh, she stayed and, and, and I probably stopped traffic that day. There are probably people who have no idea what happened. Um, but anyway, the, the fire department was just uh, maybe a half mile down the road. They came, my C7 was broken, they showed me in the emergency room the CAT scan, the, 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 the white spinal cord was exposed and the CAT scan picture of my, my neck and the doctor was screaming at me, quit moving around, you broke your neck. And uh, that didn't mean anything to me, but the picture I did remember. But, um, and, and then the whole left side of my body, my ankle, my left knee, my left uh, femur, which if I'm not mistaken is the bone above your knee. I would know if it had been displaced or anything, but it was just, it was fractured above the knee and it just, grew back together without surgery. Uh, shredded my left bicep, had to be cut and reattached in the same surgery they did massive rotator cuff repair, which was a surgery I don't wish on my worst enemy. Wow, wow, wow. And I was very careful, probably too careful with my physical therapy, but now I'm very aggressive with my physical therapy, although I do not do push-ups anymore, but I do other physical er exercises. But anyway, um, that was a big returning point, and, and this is what I tell everybody. He restoreth my soul. My life was like a broken record for three years after my wife died. It just kept, you know, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. And God did what I did uh, in this metaphor. My life is like a... Uh, record, a skipping record, um, he tapped the turntable and got the, tapped it pretty hard, but he tapped it and in the, in the, in the needle skipped over the, the scratch and now I get to listen to the rest of my song. I will tell that to a cashier, I will tell that to anybody that will listen. And normally when I say I, now I get to listen to the rest of my song, I put my my right hand out with a fist, you know, for a fist bump, and I, I nobody's ever turned me down from a fist bump when I, when I say that, because it's kind of poetic, I think. But anyway, now I get to listen to the rest of my song. But he's restored my soul, and when I came back after 18 weeks of being out of class, I was there for the first nine weeks, and I was there for the last nine weeks, the middle two nine weeks of 17, 18, I, I missed. When I came back, my, my students said, Mr. Kingman, you're a different person. I can't believe how awesome, you know, you're not crying every time you, your wife comes up or you think about her or whatever. And uh, I am, I'm, I have a much more mature Christian attitude. I think mourning for someone as I mourned for Barb is, is almost disgraceful to God, I'll say that, to me, because I'm gonna see her again. David recovered from the loss of his child with Bathsheba Instantly, his, his, uh, he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't get off his face for, I think it was seven days, and his, his servants were concerned. And they said, we can't tell him that the baby's dead, but he could tell by the way they were acting and 
the way everybody was acting, I guess, that the baby had died. So he got dressed, he, he, he got cleaned up, got dressed, came down, ate his first meal in seven days, and, and his servants came to him, and, and they could talk to David. He wasn't so removed from them. They said, King David, why, why we were afraid to tell you because you were so sad. And he said, I can't uh, bring the baby back, but I can go to him. And that's that's what we should do with lost people. If, you're restore, if your soul needs restored because you've lost somebody, then, then realize what Christ has done for the believer. He's done it for everybody, but it only counts for the believer. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. The righteousness you need to have to get to heaven is, is a gift from God. You're, it's imputed to you. It's counted to your account when you put your faith in the God of John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And it, I, I think it's unreserved faith. I, you know, I, I, I talk to people that say, well, I've done that. But then they're, they're just, they don't sound like they've done it. But at any rate, um, that's my catchphrase. I, I can tell by listening to these podcasts that I say at any rate when I, when I get, get, off, get off the subject. But I'm on a subject. Uh, yea, um, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's why we walk in the paths of righteousness, not to earn eternal life. Eternal life is a gift. But we walk through... We... He leads us in the paths of righteousness for His namesake, so He'll be lifted up, so He'll be honored. That's what we're living for, is to honor the Lord. And I, don't, I think that's started with Adam and will go through all of time, up to the Big Bang, when the, when the world passes away with a great noise and we move on into eternity. And um, at, at any rate... Let me get back to Psalm 23. Uh, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know that I've ever done that, but who knows where we've walked and what, what Satan had waiting for us. But uh, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. And you say, well, that's not God. Well, that's not what John said in 1 John 5, 7. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So deal with it. You're a body, soul, and spirit. We're created in the image of God. He's three in one. And we can talk to our body. I can walk by the refrigerator and say, not today. Not today. I'm not going to eat any ice cream today or whatever. I don't, I've never done that, but I could if I wanted to. Anyway, I heard a preacher give a sermon on that one time. He said he had a chocolate Sunday every Sunday, every day of his life, because he never had one as a little kid. And But some days he would walk by and say to his body, not today, not today. So we can talk to our bodies, I think. Um, and God can talk to himself a little bit. Let us make man in our image. Yeah, that's right. That's how we know we're, we're a trinity because we're made in the image of God. And I don't understand my trinity more than I understand God's trinity. But we're a body, soul, and spirit, and so is he. Christ being the body 
God the Father being the soul and, and the Holy Spirit being the spirit. I, that's the best I can do in, in all my analogies of, of the Trinity. I like that one the best. Us, our Trinity. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I thought the rod was the staff, so I don't think he's carrying two things. But his, you know, a shepherd would use that to to defend the sheep. Uh, David was quite quite the the defensive person. When he faced Goliath, he said he told he told uh, Saul, you know, I killed a lion and a bear. I think he did it with his sling because he was an incredible shot with it. And I, I saw a show one time where they had this 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 force meter at nine feet tall and they had a guy with a sling from the Middle East throw a rock and hit the force meter and they figured out that it was enough force to, to embed it into the skull of a human being. And I also saw, maybe possibly in the same video, where they, they would throw up these wooden shingles, I guess, and this guy would hit him in midair with a sling. I mean, if you're a shepherd, I, I bet you'd get pretty good at a sling weapon. And they had slingers back in the army back in the day and and uh, in the time of David. And and uh, uh, rocks make pretty good weapons. Ask uh, Antifa about that. But anyway, um, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So in memorizing that, I always think that uh, that when he when he he uh, for thou thou anointest my head with oil, and it runs over into my cup, and my cup overflows. Anyway, I just have little tricks to memorize stuff. Now this last verse, verse six, I just love this. I uh, asked Barb to marry me. She could tell you the exact date. I know it was in the spring of '83, and and I said, "How about uh, when I graduate in, uh, you know, '84? Uh, or how about the the July, July 4th of '84? My grandfather was was born, or '85, on the 4th of July. Why don't we honor my grandfather, my mother's dad, by being married on the 4th of July?" And she goes, "Uh, no. Let's let's move it up to." Uh, August of 83 and I said sure let's let's get married now so I was one semester in Bible college as a single guy and I was three semesters as a married guy because if you get a second undergraduate degree you only got to go to your junior and senior year you only got to go to four semesters but because uh, because you're really not in college until you get to your junior year but I'll let you figure that one out if you don't know it already. Surely goodness, uh, okay, so after I asked her to marry me, I went in the army for a month into the reserves because I could make as much as my roommates in Bible college, they were a little bit younger than me, but um, I was, I'd already spent uh, 10 years since high school and they were just right out of high school, but, but uh, I could make in a month at a captain's pay, what they made uh, working, you know, part time going to Bible college. 
and full-time in the summer. At any rate, I went to Fort uh, Lewis, Washington, and I worked two weeks uh, training ROTC cadets, and I worked two weeks with the, what what outfit is in the, uh, is in Fort Lewis, Washington? I want to say the 8th Army, but uh, I could be wrong. The 8th Infantry Division, the, the little cookie. I think that's the one that Coach Zeese was in. But anyway, um, anyway, I was in a, I was in the, a Battalion S3 shop there for two weeks. And, uh, but when I was te- training the RTC cadets out in the field, how to conduct patrols and stuff like that, I, um, I, uh, I was living in a, a BOQ and uh, a, a chaplain came by and said, anybody want to come to a chapel service uh, across the courtyard? And I said, yeah, I'd like to go to that. So I went to it, and the chaplain had, a, I don't know, maybe 10 people. And um, I remember one of the verses he covered was, uh, um, he that went his souls is wise. Well, what's the important thing about that? And I, and I was in Bible college, and so I had an answer for that, that, that it's smart to try to lead people to Jesus Christ, go into all the world and preach the gospel of the grace of God. So... <clears throat> Anyway, um, but one of the things he said was, he said, he read Psalm 23, and he said, you know, a shepherd has these collie dogs that help get the sheep going and follow him and keep them together. And they probably only have one collie dog, but, but God has two, and he's named them goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And yeah, I've lost my my brother, and I've lost my wife. And uh, you know, losing your parents is just a natural thing. They would be over 100 years old if they were alive today. But but I've got no regrets. I'm sorry. I uh, I uh, I have to say, surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. And I will also unapologetically apologetically say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why? Because I'm so good? No, because I have my faith in a, in a gracious, loving Heavenly Father who the gospel according to Jesus Christ is found in, in John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And did Nicodemus trust Christ? It doesn't say in John chapter 3. But we know that Nicodemus stood up to the Sanhedrin, the leading body of, of, of Israel, and said, do we judge a man without hearing him? We, you should hear him. Trying to get them, because he figured I heard him and I believed in him. And the other thing was he helped get the body of Christ off the cross. So I would say we know he's saved by his works, but that's not what saved him. That's a huge difference. If you're trying to be saved by your works, I'm afraid you're not saved. Because if you got to repent of your dead works, you got to understand that combined with your unrighteousness, they're filthy rags. And it's, it's only by Christ and not by works. Galatians 2.16, knowing, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. 
So we're not saved by the works of the law. And Ephesians 2, 9, For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. The gift of God. A gift? You don't have to work for a gift. That's, it's not a gift if you have to work for it. It's a reward. And heaven's not a reward. There's rewards in heaven for faithful service, but there's not... There's, heaven itself is not a reward. Uh, you, you, your birth was not a reward. It was a gift from God, I guess, your physical birth. You didn't have anything to do with it, that's for sure. But at any rate... Um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, my sign-off, I want it to be uh, a little smoother than it has been, but at any rate, I'm going to say adios which in Spanish, since I'm in Miami, I will say adios, which means to God, which I love, and vaya con Dios, go with God. So adios and vaya con Dios.